Today, joining me in on the podcast is none other than Ryan Jankowski, one of Perth's biggest flyweights up and coming now. Now, all I got to say is right off the bat, um, you've got some serious guts going into Eternal straight away, coming in from a solid kickboxing uh, background, man. And then the way you fought in your last fight, I was really impressed. Now, I've got to say, man, what what in your 23 22 yeah 23 yeah just turned 23, 23. In April. Yeah. yeah so what made you want to go uh go up at such a high at such a young age yeah well we started doing martial arts at a young age we started judo in primary school uh-huh. just once a week every wednesday we'd be at our primary school in the canton area and then yeah we got into mma watching the ultimate fighter and that's what got us into love in MMA was watching the ultimate fighter smashes in 2012 the UK versus England mm-hmm. and then uh, I reckon a year later we joined up at uh, Wolfstein and started mm-hmm. training jiu-jitsu Muay Thai boxing still love martial arts MMA and how many years were you training at the Wolfstein for before you had your first fight so I was at Wolfstein, joined up Wolfstein in like start of 2014. And then we went only training maybe once a week, twice a week in high school. Mm-hmm. And then after high school, we started training a bit more. And then I actually, I joined the army in 2017 and moved over east. I was living in Townsville and I was training oh. there. And that's where I had four more Thai fights while I was over living in Queensland. Wow. You joined the army what, in yeah. 2017. So you must have been, what, 18 at the time? Yeah. Yeah. And what was that like, man? What was it like joining up at such a young age? Yeah, it was a good experience. Met some real good mates. I was missing yeah. home for sure at a young age, but yeah, it was yeah. good. Had its moment. That's okay. So you joined the army and how many, did you do a certain amount of training or did you serve? Like what was, this, what was the story? Yeah. So I did four years like, as a roughman and I was basically just like a driver. So I drove like an APC, just like an armored personal carrier. But then I was training at a college training center and I was mainly just training boxing and Muay Thai. And that's where I competed and had four Muay Thai fights under college training center. Which, yeah, it was good. That's awesome, man. So you come out of the army and you, you're doing uh, your Muay Thai fights. So let's rewind the clocks back to your first Muay Thai fight. Tell me what was the build up to it and what was it like going through that first fight? Yeah, it wasn't too much of a build up, just training like normal really and then going in, stepping in, competing, just a good experience. Just yeah. go out and enjoy it really. So for someone who's come from a judo background uh, before he went into the wolf's den, what made you want to go ahead with Muay Thai instead? Did you ever compete in judo? Uh, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. At a very young age, probably like eight or nine. And mm-hmm. then even like Frank, my twin, and myself, sometimes like competing against each other in comps. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably compete two to three times a year, maybe. Uh-huh. Very nice. And when you go through your Muay Thai fights, now, when you compete at internal, you fight at flyweight. And yep. is it the same for Muay Thai or is it a different weight category? So, 
it was a different weight. So yeah. all my Muay Thai fights were same day weigh-ins. So my first Muay Thai was 63. And then my mm-hmm. second was 61 kilos. Third was 63 again. And then my fourth one was 62. Wow. Okay. So when you are competing in Muay Thai, was there much of a weight cut for you? A, a kilo, not even. like No, it wasn't a weight cut. Nothing. Okay. Very nice. And... When you were like there on the day, was so you waited in on the day. Was that any bit any much of a different experience to you compared to when you competed eternal? Do you have to go through a bit of a weight cut and then you weigh yeah. yourself the day before? Yeah. Yeah. So for my MMA fights, that was a natural weight cut. Which, mm-hmm. It was pretty easy, both of them. But then, but the Muay Thai was just basically wake up, don't have breakfast, and then be on weight. Very nice. Very nice. Um, and yeah. And what about when it comes to eternal? Is there much of a weight cut for you to get to flyweight? Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So cut down on the carb intake, like a calorie deficient diet, which when I'm eating, but it's pretty easy to make 57. Mm-hmm. My last fight was 58, but. Uh, that's good. That's, yeah, um, not that's okay. I was going to say now, Based on that last fight uh, that you had, uh, by the way, I got to tell a little bit of a story about the fight. One of the reasons why I wanted to get you on was because personally, I'm here a coach at the UFC gym in Balcata. And then over the commentary we had, I believe it was Brett who was saying, oh, he's done a little little bit of work here at the UFC gym. And I was like, what? I remember you must have came in here one day and you guys were all uh, spying around in the cage. And I had no idea that was you. And then it was right up until I watched the replay of Eternal. He said, oh, Brett says, shout out to Jason and Joe oh, from the USC gym. Yeah. I was like, well, i got to get this guy on. So that's, that's yeah. one of the main reasons. Anyway, man, so let's, uh, let's rewind the clocks back a little bit, okay? Uh, yeah. you're, you're competing in judo and all that, and then somewhere down the line, you made it into the Wolves' den. Why was it that you went with that gym specifically? And was it, um, what was the biggest experience coming out of that gym? Yeah, we're just looking at MMA gyms, really. Gyms mm-hmm. uh, offered jiu-jitsu and striking and MMA. And it was the closest to my house, the gym lot. So I'm living in Kanban, mm-hmm. the Kamal Luka, just down mm-hmm. the road. And that was uh, 2014. And we just tried it out and then joined up from there. Started, I think, jiu-jitsu during mm-hmm. the first class we tried. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we started training jiu-jitsu and then a bit of striking. That's good yeah. to hear, man. Uh, and how long have you been doing jiu-jitsu for? On and off. When I joined the army, I had a bit of time off, but mm-hmm. that would have been like, yeah, six years, but yeah, wow. on and off. Yeah. And did you ever do the gi or was it no gi? What was the story? Sometimes, like, yeah, rarely gi. Mainly, mainly no gi. Like I've competed like once in gi, yeah, and then just like yeah, really I need to train more gi, but mainly mm-hmm. no gi lately in just like the MMA and wrestling classes. That's good, dear man. So you said you competed once in the gi, yes? Yeah. 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 And what um, was that? What was that like for you? Yeah, that was good. That was in uh, Townsville, and I did uh, gi and no gi, mm-hmm. and then yeah, good experience. Okay, I won, I won all the matches, got gold in gi, gold in no gi, just in the white oh. belt division. And then the weekend after that, 
I fought Muay Thai. I had my third Muay Thai fight. Wow. So you literally went from yeah. one uh, competing in BJJ one weekend and then going straight into a Muay Thai the, week, the next week. How did you make yeah. the transition that quickly? Just gone like, with the flow of training, training Jiu-Jitsu, training Muay Thai. Just yeah, getting ready to compete, training off, put the hours in and go out, yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Good job, man. Good job. So there's a, good, there's a few things I wanted to ask you about uh, when it comes to competing. Now, one thing uh, from my experience in studying and all that is a lot of uh, professional athletes, they like to go through some form of, uh, what is it, performance routine where like it's the week before the fight, they have like a little uh, routine or ritual that they go through, or it could be something like that on the day. Um, and usually they find that it helps them mentally towards the day like uh so let me just ask you let's say if you're competing when you're competing on the weekend or it's the day of the fight is there anything that you do pretty much almost religiously before every fight no there hasn't been no what i can think of no yeah do you just go like yeah. like just build straight up into it and then just go right in ready to go yeah you have to sort of mentally mentally prepare Going in mm -hmm. competing, going and fighting, but just yeah, it becomes really like overwhelming, like all the nerves. But just trying to re relax and, and enjoy it, yeah. enjoy like everything, even all the nerves. Try to yeah, just yeah. try to go out there and just yeah, make the most of it. I understand. Well, I would definitely say watching that last fight for you when you actually walked out. I actually like the way that you composed yourself, the way that you held yourself going towards the cage was actually really impressive. You were very calm. And then I thought, blimey, this kid's only 20, and I thought you're only 23. And how ex you looked like you were really experienced. You looked like you knew that you were going in there and you were getting the job done. Uh, what was your, and unfortunately, of course, the, it didn't go your way on the judges, but yeah. what was the biggest lesson that you learned from that fight? Yeah, biggest lesson is maybe I need to work a lot more on my all wrestling and also going out there and also I should have in implemented my wrestling maybe. Mm -hmm. But, and maybe not accepting positions when I was, when it was maybe, yeah, not accepting positions. But I just need to work on, because he was a good grappler, my grappling, my wrestling mm -hmm. more. That's good to hear. And so now that that's happened, has that been the case for you in your training lately? Have you like upped your grappling game? Yeah. What have you done? Yeah. So I'm just training more jujitsu, more wrestling. I've also actually brought in a new wrestling coach for Tuesdays now, which is good. Mm -hmm. And so, who's the coach? Uh, Alan, and he's the coach from Gladiator Wrestling Gym. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of Gladiator Wrestling Gym. Whereabouts is that? I'm not too sure. I think okay. South River, maybe. I'm not sure. I haven't really looked in. So. Okay, that's cool. So, let's uh, also talk about what's going on for you now. Like, what's the next move for you? Do you have another fight booked, or is anyone in no, particular? No, not yet. Okay. So, what is uh, hopefully what is end of the year? Hopefully yeah. end of the year. Wouldn't mind another MMA, but also wouldn't mind another another Muay Thai. Mm -hmm. Should be good. Do you feel like that's the best thing for you to keep yourself busy or keep yourself active uh, fighting Muay Thai? Yeah. I wouldn't even mind maybe trying out boxing, amateur boxing maybe. 
as a thought. Uh, but I can getting the experience in. I can definitely see that working for you uh, 100%. Uh, well, mainly because there's a lot of cross transition. So, across, uh, a, it's very easy to transition from someone who's got Muay Thai over to boxing, considering you've already got half of the work already nailed down, especially with footwork, switching stances, hand speeds, head movements, and all that. So, yeah. I can definitely uh, see that going for you. Now, but one thing I also wanted to ask you, do you uh, plan to stay at flyweight or are you hoping to maybe bump up to another division or what's your, what's your game plan? Yeah, I wouldn't mind maybe fine at 61, but like 57, flyweight's an easy weight cut. I'm not shopping too hard, but yeah, maybe yeah, 61, 57. That's good to hear. Now, also, I wanted to ask as well, considering now this weekend, I wanted to move on to some like more like UFC MMA stuff. I wanted to ask you, yeah. is this weekend we've got the return of TJ Dillashaw and he's taken on Corey Sanhagen. I wanted to ask you, man, uh, considering you're a flyweight and I believe uh, they're fighting a bantamweight, so that's just above you mm. uh, in terms yeah. of weight. Who do you think is going to win and why? It's going to be a very exciting fight. I really keen. TJ Dillashaw, he's an animal, but also San Hagen lately, he finishes with a spinning hill kick against Marais and then he finally against Frankie. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I reckon San Hagen, I can, it might go to five rounds, but I reckon it'll be a finish. I reckon San Hagen by knockout or TKO. I reckon maybe like the third or fourth. Yeah, I agree. I don't, uh, I don't, it's a fight like, um, especially TJ Dillashaw when he comes from a, such a strong kickboxing background when he used to train at Team Alpha Male and then he moved over. And then we got Corey yeah. Sanhagen, who's pretty much on a rise after his loss to Aljamain Sterling, which for him, he said it was embarrassing. I do definitely agree with you on, was, I do definitely agree with you on Sanhagen. However, I don't think it's going to come that later on in the fight, I've got a prediction it might happen around that second round because that second round really is deadly this year, you know. Everyone yeah, seems to be going sure. down in the second <laughs> Everyone seems to be going down yeah. in the second round this year. Uh, yeah. So also, we also now recently have, you know, we had the Dustin Poirier versus McGregor fight, which I'm sure you watched. Uh, yeah. Now I'm, I'm going around asking everyone this, but What's your response to him, like, you know, about the whole leg break? Do you think he really did it in training? Do you think it's a good excuse? What's your thoughts? Yeah, like he, he posted those photos. Like, it could have been a recurrent injury, just above mm -hmm. his ankle, maybe. Maybe stress mm -hmm. fractures. But, yeah, maybe. It was, it was, I think it was, like, he yeah, had the checks maybe in the fire. But I also reckon ankle would have been, like, bugging him in training, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, he had those photos, photos on the social media, like his foot wrapped up and his foot in the ice bath and all those photos. So yeah, probably from probably from training and then also leaning into the fight, just those checks, maybe kicked an elbow or two. Yeah. That's okay. And from someone such as yourself who comes from a Muay Thai background, uh, have you ever used leg kicks as a one, as part of your game plan, or is it ever, or what's the story? Yeah, no, not really. Mm -hmm. Usually and before a fight, I just perform a mortar fight. Just do a lot of checking myself before I get in there to remember the checks so I don't get 
hit with a ton of leg kicks or yeah, go out at the end and enjoy myself. Good man. And for someone, uh, what is it? He's come from all these different combat sports of a background, and now we're since we're on the topic of leg breaks and injuries. Have you ever had any kind of injuries before? No, not really. No, no injuries. Never broken any bones. Things. That's good yeah, to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good to hear down the line because. Yeah. For for something like that, uh, what is for someone to break their leg like that, and then especially yeah. in the fight, you know, we've seen it before with Chris Weidman, with Anderson Silva, yeah. and then and now just the way that he responded was uh, mm. well, it was very different uh, to the way normally. Yeah. You know, he's not very. He used to be very humble in defeat, but now he's saying to mm. Dustin Poirier's wife, you know, your wife's in my yeah. DMs, mate. <laughs> I'll see you at the after party. Yeah. Which I thought was very different. Uh, he should have stayed how he acted in the second fight just humble mm-hmm. yeah. but I don't know so, yeah. well that's the next thing I wanted to ask you Like, uh, do you feel like the beef is settled or do you feel like that should be the end on the trilogy or do you reckon they should have a fourth fight I reckon they should have a fourth fight but a few years down the line like, I reckon McGregor should have a tune up fight even the mm-hmm. Nate Diaz trilogy or wh- whoever someone in the top 10 in the lower division and then um, to get to win then get the fourth match with Dustin but I can, I can definitely take, see it'll that take him a while yeah if it because, does happen it'll take a while two years yeah, because to come back from a leg break injury I would say you definitely need a little bit of time off and yeah. also I believe that Poirier there's been a lot of rumors lately that Poirier will be fighting against Oliveira for the title, hopefully in, De- in December. Yeah, and December. That's what I heard well. Yeah, and they're looking to put, uh, what's his name, uh, Chandler against Gagey at some point, which is honestly the wrestler's dream, considering they have both have very similar styles. So I can definitely yeah. see that happening. Now, yeah, uh, sure. cool, cool. now I wanted to uh, ask you, man, like, uh, since we're on those topics, like, what's your... What's your dream matchup, man? What would you, who two, which two fighters would you like to see fight the most? In any division, lower yeah, division, any division, man. Any division, man. John Jones against the heavyweight, like Ngannou, would be up there. Mm-hmm. Jones, yeah, Jones fighting for the heavyweight title. What do you think is going yeah, on with John Jones right now? Sorry, I was gonna say, what do you think is going on with John Jones right now? Do you think he's stalling or? <laughs> Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Apparently, he was training, like lifting weights, getting heavier, mm-hmm. training to fight heavyweight. But I'm not too sure where his head's at, really. But also, another good matchup would be Masvidal versus like McGregor or something like that. Oh, that, that would be crazy. Yeah, that would be crazy. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, because yeah. if you think about it, those two have had. Probably the biggest, some of the biggest runs. I, re- I reckon 2019 mm. was the year of Marzadol. Yeah, for and sure. And then has always been one of the biggest most marked. I think that would probably be the most yeah, marketable yeah. fight, considering they've both come off losses now, two losses, and they've both dropped down in the rankings, and they both can fight each other at welterweight because, you know, McGregor's had a couple of fights at welterweight, and now well, a few fights at welterweight, and now he's thought he was going to have a good time with the division. And then Marvel mm. was looking for that resurgence ever since he lost twice now to yeah. Mara Usman. So 
I think that would be an insane matchup that I'm surprised no one's actually even talking about either. That would, so good on you for that. Uh, anyway, man, let's go back to you, man. Let's get back to the conversation topic with you. I wanted to ask you, man, for someone who's fights at flyweight, outside of your, um, obviously, outside of the fight training, what, do you guys, do you do any form of strength and strength conditioning? Yeah, uh, we'll stay and run the strength conditioning. And that's by like, um, Kevin Kopama, mm-hmm. and he runs the strength and conditioning. So we should do maybe a strength and conditioning and then a nogi or a strength and conditioning and then boxing maybe. And then we do some weights at home, go for runs, do some weights. That's about it with strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. Not too much. And, and with the strength and conditioning, what's a typical session like for you? What do you guys mainly focus on? Like, yeah, just depends really. Sometimes it could be on the pads or the bag, or sometimes it could be like a heat workout, circuit mm-hmm. workout, like mm-hmm. a lot of body weight, maybe, like a body weight circuit. That's good to hear. And well, the next thing was to say was, what about in terms of like your nutrition? How does that, uh, do you have anyone helping you out with that or do you do that mainly yourself? Yeah, so the last two fight camps, just like me and my brother. So we just, yeah, no one's really helping us. It's just, we're just doing our own thing. Slow the carb intake. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay. And the last thing is I want to ask you is like, how's it go for you in uh, terms of recovery? Like, is there anything you do specifically to help you recover from training sessions? Yeah. Just sometimes having like Epsom salt baths and then going to the sauna, maybe sauna steam room. And then maybe rolling out, stretching mm-hmm. off them before training. That's awesome. about it, really. Yeah. Now, obviously, I understand that when it comes to leading up to fights, you know, the nerves can kick in. It's, you know, it can be very uh, overwhelming considering, you know, mm-hmm. it, uh, one thing I'm so proud of is how much support you have behind you when it, come, when it came to Eternal as well. And one thing I was so proud of is how much support Perth gives to the MMA scene in general. Uh, yeah. Personally, personally, myself, a few years ago, if you'd asked me much about MMA, all I knew was a lot of stuff about USC or one championships or Bellator. And then when I found out about all the local, uh, local gyms, yeah. local scenes, I think it's brilliant that how quickly the sports yeah. progress. Now, the life of a fighter is obviously most most of them I've spoken to can be very selfish, uh, considering yeah. that you know it's you're training all day, you're very focused on getting better, you know you're literally in the hurt business, you know. So I understand mentally it can be very uh, very daunting. So one thing yeah. I always like to ask every fighter is like, what do you guys do to you know relax, or do you guys like take a day off, or do you have any activities that help you unwind? No, not really. Like just playing games, watching movies. Oh yeah. Relaxing. What games are you? What games are you playing? Yeah, uh, yeah, Call of Duty, Black Ops, uh, UFC, quite a bit. UFC four. Yeah. Then, <laughs> a bit of room, my twin Frank. Me and him always play UFC, and then maybe some GTA. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, what's it like growing up with a twin then? Yeah, it's good. Like everything in common. Like in high school. Yeah, going from uh, friend group, like friend group basically, and just me and him. 
and we're pretty close. It's good though. Yeah. That's good. Very competitive with each other. Every time we train, rolling or sparring. That's good. That sort of brings out the ego inside of us when we go against each other. Oh, that's brilliant. At least, I mean, if it helps you, man, that helps you. I mean, we would love to have, honestly, man, one thing I'll tell you what, we would love to have both of you guys on in the future for like in-person podcasts as well, because I feel like uh, having both of you guys together would be awesome and all that. So that could definitely be something down the road. And then I'd love to speak to him personally. Uh, Now, let's, uh, but anyway, today's today's about you, man, the topic of conversations about you. I wanted to ask you, uh, what is it? What do you plan to do for the rest of the year? And also, where do you hope to see yourself in five years? Uh, with my martial arts training? Yes. Keep going at it. Just keep at the grind, really. Keep training. Try to keep improving. And then when matchups or competitions come down the line, take them and then just compete. Enjoy it. Enjoy the process, really. And then, yeah, and hopefully in five years, I've got a few fights. Maybe a few titles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, let me just ask you this. Is there anyone in particular that you've got eyes on, regardless of organization, who you'd like to fight? No, no one. No one? Uh, no, that's no fair. One. Uh, no one at all? No, no one. That's all, all good, man. All righty. Well, thank you very much, Ryan. I really appreciate the time for you today, man. You've been a hell of a guest and all that. And I was just want to say, before I let you go, are there any shout outs you want to give? Is there anyone you want to thank? Yeah, everyone down at Wolfspin, all my coaches, and even everyone at Coach Training Center, my gym in Townsville. Yeah, just all my training partners, my brother. Awesome. Yeah, that's it. Awesome, man. Well, thank you very much, man. Hope you enjoyed that. And I will catch you soon. Catch you soon. Catch you soon. Okay.